I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. Today, Russia upped the ante on the issue of adoption. The Russian parliament unanimously passed a measure that bans Americans from adopting Russian children. The bill now goes to President Vladimir Putin. The proposed adoption ban has a lot to do with a new American law that's called the Magnitsky Act. It prevents Russian officials who are accused of human rights violations from entering the United States. And Vladimir Putin has vowed to retaliate. Reporter David Herzenhorn is covering the story for The New York Times from the Moscow Bureau. What would be the immediate impact, David, if Vladimir Putin does sign this adoption bill into law? How many adoptions would it actually stop? So a senior Russian official said today that the immediate effect would be to put a stop to 46 adoptions that are currently in progress right now. Overall, there were about 1,000 Russian children adopted by Americans in 2011, and there have been more than 45,000 such adoptions since 1999. Out of foreign countries, Americans adopt more Russian children than anywhere else, but it's still not a huge number. There are more than 100,000 Russian children eligible for adoption in the country right now. Now, it's worth mentioning that there have been some pretty high-profile problems with U.S. adoptions of Russian children, some individual cases that are noteworthy. Can you uh, remind us what those are and tell us what place those have and what's happening in Russia now? This this issue was obviously quite sensitive because primarily a 2010 case in which, if you recall, a, an adoptive mother in Tennessee sent her seven-year-old son back to Russia alone on a commercial flight. There have also been sporadic other cases of abuse or even deaths. Uh, one case in particular, this law is named after a toddler who died in Virginia in 2008. His father left him in a parked car in the summer. He died of heat stroke. The judge in that case acquitted the adoptive father of manslaughter, saying it was a terrible tragedy, but ultimately accidental. So as upsetting as those particular cases are, there is something that, as you have said, is more political here, and that is the Magnitsky Act that was passed by the U.S. Congress. Explain what that is and how it enters into this. Well, the Magnitsky Act essentially is named for a Russian lawyer, Sergei Magnitsky, who died in a Russian prison after trying to expose a huge government tax fraud. And he was thrown in jail, allegedly denied proper medical care, and died. The founder of that firm, Hermitage, has been pushing lawmakers all over the world to consider sanctions against human rights violators from Russia. The U.S. Congress became the uh, first legislature to act on that. And so what we saw in Moscow was essentially the primary goal being to retaliate for that legislation. But we should understand that this is a very serious problem for U.S.-Russian relations. What's the, if you can unpack that a little bit, why an issue like this, like international adoption, why would that carry so much weight? Well, what happened in response to some of the abuse cases that we've talked about is that the Russians were threatening a ban on adoptions and an agreement was hashed out to provide more scrutiny. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton uh, and the Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov personally had a hand in reaching this deal that was ratified only this year. It just went into effect on November 1st and provides for heightened scrutiny and oversight of adoption cases. This adoption ban would undo it completely. And of course, from the American side, you would say, okay, if the Russian government is willing to break that agreement so soon after it was signed and ratified, are they trustworthy on any front? What does this mean for other agreements? David Herzenhorn, who's covering this story for The New York Times in Moscow. Thanks. Thank you.